Good morning and welcome to the Fantasy Blink, a daily podcast where I talk all sports, fantasy, and real. I am Brian Baines, and I am your solo host again today, two days in a row. It's like old times here. Maximus taking another day to uh, do whatever he's got to do, hopefully finding uh, finding and purchasing a house. Uh, you know, we're waiting. We've been waiting to see the conclusion to the big adventure, to the big story. So maybe we're getting closer. Maybe that's what's going on. Not sure. Uh, but uh, it is Wednesday. It's hump day, June 15th, episode number 534. And we keep rolling on, just like uh, Miles Michaelis kept rolling on last night for the Cardinals. Second game of a doubleheader. <clears throat> 8.2 innings into a no-hitter. Had two strikes. Two strikes on the final batter, and then it wasn't the final batter. Hit a double over the head of, uh, of an outfielder, hopped over the fence, and the end of the no-hitter is complete. 8.2 innings. Michaelis was lifted after that and ended up, uh, Pittsburgh ended up getting getting a run in there. So, uh, yeah, 8.2. So close for Miles Michaelis, uh, a guy that's battled all kinds of injuries uh, throughout his career. Uh, would have been fun to see, but uh, unless your name is Stinky, you, uh, you, you wanted to see that. Apparently, Stinky didn't. He uh, chimed in with a uh, yeah, some sort of a vicious, vicious text towards Michaelis and the Cardinals. We were trying to figure out what he had against him, but uh, you know, we figured out that it probably was just that he was not a Dodger. Anybody that's not a Dodger, he's not going to cheer for. So he's not cheering for the Atlanta Braves, who won their thirteenth game in a row. They are uh, slowly but surely creeping their way back in to the race in the NL East as we have uh, a little over a month left before the All-Star break. So we'll see if they can continue continue their charge to defend their title. But uh, Atlanta has it going now, that's for sure. Uh, gaining on the New York Mets, who had run out to a, a huge lead. Uh, in the world of golf, <clears throat> we're going coming into uh, tomorrow will be the kickoff of the U.S. Open. Always exciting. Uh, Mickelson showed up uh, yesterday or the day before to Brookline, Massachusetts, where they'll be playing uh, the U.S. Open. A little bit awkward for him. Seemed like kind of the outcast uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, he's there. He's playing. Rory uh, was quoted yesterday uh, talking uh, talking about the LIV guys again. Uh, this is the topic, right? And, and he's saying that uh, the LIV guys, and I quote, the LIV guys took the easy way out. And I can, I can somewhat agree with that, right? Uh, those that have had to grind their way through the PGA tour, uh, to make a living, to stay on the tour, to, uh, make it lucrative for themselves. And then these 48 guys just go take piles of money to do what they do. And it doesn't really matter how they do what they do, uh, because they're still going to make a ton of money. Uh, regardless of how they play. And uh, Mickelson kind of backed that up a little bit last week. I didn't see where he finally finished up, but I know after two rounds he was 10 over and uh, nowhere in the running. So we'll, we'll see if he plays a little bit better. Still chasing uh, chasing the U.S. Open. It's the one he hasn't gotten. So uh, And he's been close uh, a few times. So we'll see uh, if he's a factor at all 
in that one, Phil Mickelson at the U.S. Open, and might be might be his last for a while if uh, PGA pushes through on these suspensions and eventually just boots these guys out. But we'll see how long the LIV can hang around and and make this thing. Tampa Bay as is at Colorado tonight as we kick off the Stanley Cup finals game one tonight in uh colorado tampa bay is plus 150 if you can believe that the two-time champions back-to-back two-time champions tampa bay lightning are underdogs uh, in the series and they're underdogs tonight too and if you are thinking about a wager and i threw down a couple last night threw one on the series i'm going to take tampa bay plus 150 on the series i think that's a fair bet safe bet a good bet, therefore I'll probably lose because I haven't uh, I haven't hit much lately. Uh, but Tampa Bay, being uh, the defending champ twice over, uh, I believe has to be knocked out before you can really call them the underdog. But uh, you know the the odds makers like Colorado in this one. I do not. I think Vasilevsky will will take charge of this thing and. Make make sure Tampa Bay goes on to a third straight. Uh, tonight's game uh, also, I believe Tampa Bay was uh, is plus one thirty five in this one, uh, just for a single game wager. And think about it this way: uh, when let's see, what was the last one that it mattered? Oh, Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay had a long layoff before. Uh, in fact, it was ten days between. Uh, their last game in the previous round before they played the Rangers, and they came out very flat. And uh, Rangers took it to them in game one of that one. We're looking at a similar scenario. It's By the time they hit the ice tonight, the Avalanche will have been off for 11 days. And Tampa Bay coming off a pretty fresh series there in the Rangers. I just think Tampa Bay will come in uh, to Colorado and take advantage of the rust uh, that uh, Colorado is going to have after the long layoff and uh, get game one and set the tone for the series right here. So I put a little bit, just a little bit, you know, mostly entertainment purposes, uh, a little bit on the series and a little bit on game one because I like Tampa Bay to steal this one tonight. Um, yep. And there's all all kinds of other wages you can put on this. Who's going to score the most goals? Who's going to, you know, be the MVP? I believe it's called... Uh, Con Smythe for the playoffs. Um, probably going to come down to someone on one of these two teams. So you can throw a few ducats down on that. Um, yeah, it's fun for entertainment purposes only. I missed this yesterday. Jarek McKinnon signed a one-year contract to come back to the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, that's making it even more messy in the backfield. You've already got Ronald Jones there. You've got Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, who's uh, desperately trying to justify his draft status from two years ago. And then you bring McKinnon back, who uh, was pretty effective uh, late in the season last year. And uh, just another person to muddy the waters, obviously, Daryl Daryl. Daryl Williams, 1L, 1L Daryl, they call him. Uh, Daryl Williams is in Arizona now, so that uh, left an opening there. McKinnon will be back with the Chiefs. So probably not good news for anybody with uh, a share of the Chiefs' backfield because it's just one more mouth to feed. And definitely somebody who takes uh, who takes some of the passing game away 
because uh, Ronald Jones, we know, can't catch anything. So he wasn't going to be – he's probably going to be your goal line guy and your first and second down guy. But uh, we thought that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could have a clear, a very clear third down role there. And now that becomes more cloudy. Adley Rushman yesterday goes 0-4-3 with a walk in the Orioles' win. Uh, he's currently at one 76 and a new thing coming up and i can't wait to talk about this hopefully with maximus tomorrow uh he's he's a fellow commissioner uh other commissioners around here west it'll be interesting probably won't affect uh won't affect msd at all because uh, fan tracks i don't think will uh will be diving into this one but this is a sleeper a sleeper issue a sleeper thing that's coming it's coming it's not in there yet i checked to see if it was uh see if it was available to uh put in but you know you know we've all had this 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 feeling as our our wide receiver breaks away looks like he's going to uh get a big gain 60 yard 60 yard bomb he's he's right there he's going to make the catch and uh the defensive back recovers and tackles him just before he makes the catch and you get the the big pass interference call 60 yard penalty right they move the ball down and no one benefits from this in a fantasy manner whatsoever because uh it's a penalty so the quarterback doesn't get the stats the wide receiver doesn't get the stats nobody gets the stats for all that yardage that was gained not to mention the uh more than likely touchdown that was lost because uh you know, he was only tackled just so he wouldn't make the catch. Uh, he clearly had the advantage and was going to uh, run away with it. Well, Sleeper, Sleeper, of course, being the innovators they are, have uh, come up with a plan. A plan, And I don't know what it's going to look like exactly yet because, like I say, it's not in the system yet, but it's coming. It's going to be there. Uh, I'm, it's pretty, pretty sure it's going to be there for the upcoming season, but they are going to put in – a point system for pass interference. So how do we deal with this, right? Do we have any interest in dealing with this? Uh, personally, and I'll be curious, to, uh, Maximus is usually into points. He likes he likes the more opportunities to get points on the board, uh, the better it is. I, on the other hand, uh, maybe a little bit more of a traditionalist, don't necessarily see the reason to have more points thrown around i don't like the idea of the pass interference point system for to the point a lot of questions here do the points go to the quarterback do the points go to the wide receiver how many points will we have control of setting this is it uh you know will they break it down by yards will it will they try to determine it just like it, as if it were a reception, I, you know, I don't know exactly what it's going to look like, but it's going to be there and it's going to be an option. So it's something as a league, as a commissioner, that you will have to tackle if you uh, run your league on the sleeper platform and have to decide, do I see value in giving a wide receiver or slash quarterback uh, points for something they didn't technically do? Because uh, again, if they don't catch the ball, we don't know for sure if they were going to catch the ball, right? Just because there's a penalty and we think they might have caught the ball, can we really award points 
uh, for something that technically did not happen. I don't know. It's going to be a, a one for discussion. And like I say, uh, we'll we'll talk about this, I think, tomorrow a little bit more in depth and see uh, a different point of view. But for me personally, I'm not really in favor of adding more points um, for something that, again, didn't, didn't happen, right? If they didn't catch the ball, how do you give them the points? So we'll see, see how that, that shakes out. But it's coming, coming in sleeper. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think we will see it necessarily on ESPN or Yahoo or fan tracks. Uh, sleepers usually kind of ahead of the curve on these things in, in breaking them out. So we'll, we'll see uh, if the others uh, will adopt it. But sleeper. It is, it's bringing it and it's coming. So get ready, get ready to discuss it. Get ready, get ready for your votes on how you want to tackle it to commissioners and players alike. All right, let's get out of here. That was a, that was a blink right there. That's how we do it. When it's uh, yours truly running solo, I can get in, I can get out and we can get it done get you started with your Wednesday. Going to be a nice one out there. Everybody have a great hump day. For the Fantasy Blink, I'm the Commission. I am over and out.